Welcome to the West Virginia Writers Podcast, a service of West Virginia Writers Incorporated, the Mountain State's largest all-volunteer nonprofit organization dedicated to writers. Established and incorporated in 1977, West Virginia Writers continues to support writers in writing statewide through program sponsorship, an annual writing contest, and an annual summer writers conference. This podcast is dedicated to promoting the organization, its members, and events, as well as writers throughout Appalachia and beyond. And now, broadcasting from atop a hill in Mercer County, here is your host, Eric Fritzhughes. Thank you, Gertrude and Ola listeners. Welcome to episode 53 of the West Virginia Writers Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Fritzhughes. Before we get to our National Poetry Month podcast poetry hotline voicemails, I just wanted to make two ginormous announcements regarding the 2011 West Virginia Writers Summer Conference. First off, if you were to go to our website right now and find the conference page, you would find a document there containing details as to the pitch sessions we're offering with literary agent Catherine Sands and publisher Ben Leroy. Now, for those who might not know what a pitch session is... This is where you can come to our conference and talk to one or both of these publishing experts and pitch a potential book project to them. They might then offer you some feedback on what they think of your pitch. They might even ask you to send them more information or maybe even a sample. Or they might tell you it's not something they're interested in pursuing at this time, and you can go soak your head. They'll be more polite than that, I promise. Regardless, it's a prime opportunity to get some feedback from industry professionals. Details on how to reserve your pitch session are now to be found at wvwriters.org on the conference page and at our blog. The second major announcement I have is that we've received news of a major literary figure from West Virginia and a friend of West Virginia writers who will be attending the conference this year. That literary figure is Mr. Lee Maynard, author of Crumb, Screaming with the Cannibals, and The Pale Light of Sunset. He's been a guest and presenter at previous conferences, but this year he'll be gracing us with a reading of some new material. Now, for those who were at the 2008 Summer Conference, you might remember a reading that Lee did with Pops Walker accompanying him on guitar that was nothing short of magical. He's been a longtime friend of West Virginia writers, not to mention a previous podcast guest, and we're very glad he's coming back. Find out all the conference information, which, by the way, is coming up June 10th, 11th, and 12th at Cedar Lakes Conference Center in Ripley, West Virginia. You can find out all that information at wvwriters.org. Today's podcast is entirely listener-generated. In honor of National Poetry Month, we opened up the podcast voicemail hotline and asked folks to phone in and share some poetry with us. Among the contributors today are Twyla Vincent, Debbie Richard, Dreama Frisk, and previous podcast guests Tim Armentrout, Pam Hansen, and Salvatore Batacci. I'd like to thank everybody who participated, not only for the touching poetry they shared, but for doing such a great job at reading it as well. The editing on this episode was super light work for me, which is great, because really right now I'm supposed to be packing for Florida. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and play the poems in the order in which they came to me. We open the show with Debbie Richard. Debbie Richard. Green Sea, South Carolina. Portraits. We walk across the country road in front of the two-room schoolhouse, step into the cool, wooded area just beyond. Our class is on a scientific mission. Would we be archaeologists one day? Our teacher points out fossils, imprints in stone, plant life and small animals, worms, as though their portraits were etched in rocks years before we were born. 
Perhaps we'll be anthropologists studying human beings, their ancestors. Portraits taken of our ancestors hang in large oval frames over a fireplace or on a bedroom wall. A man standing behind a woman sitting in a straight-backed chair. His hand positioned lightly on her shoulder, as if this lone gesture could travel through time and space and relate their culture to us, as pronounced as their physical character. Stoic expressions, stiff as the white starch collar of his shirt, the high ruffled collar of her blouse. Our first impression of this couple, sober, unemotional, yet what do we know of their determination, their hardships? Just as the plant life and small animal fossils in the woods appear cold, unfeeling, unable to move or breathe, yet once there was life there, however short, however unnoticed, evidence attests that life did exist, and evidence exists now for us in portraits. Salvatore Butachi, Princeton. Appreciate the springtime. Don't forget to smell the other flowers, not just red roses famous for their scent. In your lifetime, they all delight the hours of these passing years that we all spend. Give time to the daffodil and daisy. Touch their velvet petals wet with dew. Don't let life's pressures drive you crazy. Take the time to savor floral hues. Sometimes we lose ourselves in worry. We let the world take too much of our time. It seems we're always in a hurry, a moment to reflect we cannot find. Smell the lilac and the rhododendron. Lose yourself in the yellow disk of asters. Run your fingers along their green stems. Pause. Reflect. Don't make time your master. God who created all living things knows the names of everything he made, every flower that bloomed in every spring, from first seed to flower to decay. He put us all on earth to share his graces. We need to open up our eyes and look around. Go and spend some time in garden places where flowers of all kinds abound. Twyla Swagger Vincent, Clarksburg, West Virginia. Alzheimer's makes life upside down. My dad called my house today. I answered and said, hello. Dad said, I'm so lonesome. Can't you come and visit me? I said, Dad, it's 1 a.m. It's too late. My dad called my house again. I answered and said, hello. Dad said, I'm so lonesome. Can't you come and visit me? I said, Dad, it's 3 a.m. It's too late. My dad called my house once more. I answered and said, hello. Dad said, I don't know where I am. Can't you come and rescue me? I said, Dad, I'll be there. My dad knows who I am. He knows to call me for help. Dad said, I'm so glad to see you. When you're here, I know my name. I said, I love you, Dad. I'll always come. Pam Hansen, Kearney, Nebraska. 
And now for something completely different. Or random musings that have nothing to do with anything. Georgia O'Keeffe or Curious George? Maine or Miami? Mayflower or Santa Maria? Hibiscus or Hyacinth? Subtext or subterfuge? Centrifuge or centimeter? Arbor Day or May Day? Lions or tigers? Zoos or amusement parks? Pink or blue? Gum or mints? Football or Food Network? Long or short? Email or texting? Yesterday? Today? Or tomorrow? Hi, this is Dreema Frisk. I was born in Jane Lou, West Virginia, and grew up in Oak Hill, and have lived most of my adult life in Arlington, Virginia. My poem is titled, Iced Tea Recipe. On a hot West Virginia afternoon, take one handful of black tea, throw it into a blue crock, blue rim worn off from sharpening the butcher knife. Fill crock with boiling water, pour in sugar, mix and stir. Breathe the steamy sweetness. Send the children down the railroad track to borrow ice from Maxine. Remind them to run straight back. Never mind balancing on the rails or that running over the ties makes the little one dizzy. Pour cool tea over precious ice. Listen to ice crackle. Drink. Hi, this is Tim Armentrout from Roncevert, West Virginia, and the title of this poem is The Strange or True Reality. Is there such a thing as story without resolution? Conflict, crisis, repeat, separated by sex and shared secrets, the universe becoming aware of its own shadow, self, presence, of other, a weight distributed across the back of three decades just learning to dance. One cigarette ends where another begins, leaving two to decide just how to go about the rest of the evening, alone in a bed of no apologies or the quiet solitude of smoke. Neither a fitting point of closure nor a new perspective will settle the chopped shallots sitting in the gut of that last lost word, burping and stumbling through purgatory like late-night steps toward ashtray hidden in the leaves of the perimeter where a train rumbles just off in the distance. Once again, I'd like to thank Debbie Richard, Salvatore Batachi, Twyla Vincent, Pam Hansen, Dreama Frisk, and Tim Armentrout for participating in our National Poetry Month celebration. Our opening voiceover was provided by Marcus Gertrude Vowell. Our show's theme music is used with permission by its composer, Pops Walker, whose albums can be found at cdbaby.com. This podcast is a production of Mr. Herman's Production Company Limited and was recorded and assembled atop a hill in Mercer County.